You're listening to Charleston's retirement coach, Brandon Bowen. One of our favorite American athletes, Tim Tebow, is celebrating a birthday this week. Brandon, he is turning 34. I know that you have 34. followed this guy. I know, right? So oh old. Gosh. Literally a youth. Uh, it's interesting <laughs> to know that he's just 34 and how much life he's already lived. Because oh, I feel yes. like we've been talking about him for a decade at least. Mm-hmm. Watching him go through his college career and his professional career. He continues to reinvent himself. We've been seeing uh-huh. him lately. He's back in the news. He's working out and trying out with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. You've had a chance to actually meet with him, though. You met him person face-to-face yep. and had a whole conversation with him. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if I could become a bigger Tebow fan, but the fact that now he's trying to make it with my boy Trevor Lawrence down yep. there in Jacksonville, yep. like, I'm even a bigger fan of him. But, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, when I met him down in Miami here recently and just, you know, speechless, really, and yep. when I try to describe him and how he impacted me, you know, and, and what he talked about. So when I met him, I was going up to get a picture with him mm-hmm. and I walk up and I said, okay, I just need to tell you something that you need to at least give whenever you pick these national championship winners, when you were on the SEC network, you always went with the SEC team. <laughs> and I was like, you don't have to always pick the SEC team. I mean, when Clemson's playing there and you, uh-huh. you know, at least consider them, uh-huh. you know, it's like, like no, <laughs> just, just tell me that you'll be honest this time and not, you know, probably your bosses are wanting you to pick the SEC team every year. Either Alabama or LSU, it uh-huh. seems like. Yep. But uh, he was ragging. I said, go Tigers to him. And and um, that was super, super cool. But then, of course, then he talked about just his life and, and what he values, you know, at that point and, mm-hmm. and the platform that that he's been uh, given and how he's utilizing, you know, the fame and the money and, and different things. And yep. so he's a part of it. They've started the Tim Tipo Foundation has mm-hmm. started this uh, event called Night to Shine. Mm-hmm. And that is basically a prom for special needs. Mm-hmm. And it's all over the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't want to say the wrong number, but it's in, I want to say like 30 plus countries mm-hmm. all over. And it's on a specific night in the spring. So I came back here to Charleston and told my wife and kids about it. And, and I said, and I looked it up online. And so Seacoast here in Mount Pleasant yeah. is a big supporter of that and Night to Shine. And so we served at that. The one that was so coming cool. up, it was yeah. in like, yeah, like six weeks right after I got back. And mm-hmm. we plugged in and we served. And that was such a, an amazing night. My oldest daughter, Ava, I mean, she still has the pictures of, you know, who we, you know, led around and danced with yeah. and, went and ate dinner, you know, just like just a magical night for them. And they all got a, the guys got a, a crown to be the king and they were all the king and queen of the prom. <laughs> I mean, it was just an amazing night. So, it's, yeah. The work he has done outside of his professional career, the philanthropy of it all, it's not lost on either mm-hmm. you or I. And I believe a lot of people that have followed him, it's what he's, you know, he's he's a very inspiring person and yes. he's so well-rounded. I mean, when it comes to, he's very professional. He's mm-hmm. obviously a great athlete. He believes in giving back and he's very obviously invested in his faith. But we were having the chance to have a conversation with him and get kind of his mindset on what you work so hard on, helping folks figure out when it comes to their finances and making sure that you've got a well-balanced plan for your lifestyle and your life choices. So in that conversation, Tim was kind enough to sit down and talk with us a little bit about his philosophy on financial planning. And he was telling us, you and me, he 
was a big believer in bucket strategies. Here's what he said. One of the buckets in which I specifically break down my finances is making memories. That's literally what I call it. I put specific finances into a bucket that's just for making memories. It's in there for making memories for my family or for close friends or projects that are near and dear to my heart or specific groups of people. Again, well-rounded. Even when it comes to figuring out all of the money that I'm sure he manages, it's about the bigger picture for him. Mm -hmm. And I know that for you, Brandon, this is why you do what you do, making sure that your clients have financial resources that allow them to make these kinds of memories, right? Yeah. I mean, I've talked about it on Low Country Live, things I've done. I've said, look straight at the camera, the TV camera. And I mm -hmm. said, at this point in your life, all that money that you have saved, does it matter that you make another 10 or 15% next year? Or does it matter that you've taken your kids to Disney World, your grandkids, mm -hmm. right? or on a, a ski trip coming up. We got the winter, go ahead and plan it now. Go ahead and surprise everybody over Christmas, you know, just, I mean, they will remember that the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can tell you from experience, I remember my grandfather, we went down, I needed glasses at the time. This is in uh, late elementary school and mm -hmm. I would throw away the note that came home from school saying Brandon needed glasses because <laughs> I didn't want to wear glasses. So anyway, we, uh, Papa takes us all down to Disney World. And I remember going to Epcot. This was late, um, mid eighties, I would say at this point, mm -hmm. early eighties. And I could see the ball, of course, the yeah, thing's huge, yeah. but like, you know, everything was real blurry, but I still like, and these robots would come up to you. I just got some really early memories of, of Disney and Epcot and Magic Kingdom and all that stuff. I couldn't see very well, but, but again, it goes back to my papa, you know, he, he was a chemist at DuPont mm -hmm. and worked there for like 40 years and, you know, nice pension they had saved well, especially back then. And he, you know, he used it to make memories and, and leave that legacy. And I still hold on to those to this day. The idea then of this next conversation is very relevant. It continues on with a shift that's happening in our, not just our North American economy, but it seems worldwide. And I think it was perhaps a big lesson for a lot of people that came out of the pandemic. You and I were having a conversation about this off the air last week, and we decided we wanted to bring it into our conversation yes. here on the show. Mm -hmm. This phenomenon I was telling you about, you hadn't heard of it, but mm -hmm. listeners, maybe you have read or heard about the great resignation is what they economists have named it. It's a real phenomenon that's actually happening right now where millions of workers are quitting their job. It started this past spring. Millions of people have walked in and said, I quit, I am making a change. And one quote that I read in a Forbes article particularly was interesting to me where the author writes, quote, the great resignation is evidence that employees may be shifting from a live to work mindset towards a work to live mm. mindset. She goes on to say that it's not easy to declare that your priorities are taking care of your mental health or spending more time with your family when we live in a capitalist system that values work above all else. And I think mm. that that line resonates with so many Americans. Brandon, the great resignation, it's more about people who are still in the workforce, but I think that this idea, this internal struggle and the mindset of our work ethics is something that a lot of us struggle with, particularly for people 
who are thinking about retirement and approaching this goal mm-hmm. line for their lives. And I am imagining that you've had a lot of conversations with folks about this very, again, internal conflict. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. Yeah, and, and COVID, of course, is playing a huge role in this, right? Yep. You know, staying at home, and then as we come back, what does that look like in my job, and can I work remotely? And so many things are changing, right? Mm -hmm. So many things are changing. And I saw in that same article there that it said 40% of workers will consider leaving their job this year. Mm -hmm. That's the global percentage. Yeah. So this is not just an American thing. This is a worldwide phenomenon happening. That's almost 40% are going to consider leaving their job, like going, okay, hmm, is it worth it? Maybe we, yeah, maybe we know someone that's, you know, been affected by COVID and, you know, and, and life is so fragile. And so we start to reexamine these things. And I even had this past week, I'll tell you about a client. He uh, works at Boeing right mm-hmm. now. He's early 59. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's coming up on uh, 60 here. Uh, it's going to be at the uh, end of this year. And so he had a spreadsheet like most engineers yeah. do. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's already a client, right? So we're, we're already doing, you know, a lot of things for him. And so he's like, okay, Brandon, He's going through it. And here's what, you know, Social Security, our strategy we've talked about. We're going to do this. And then the spouse will benefit for his wife. And, you know, got this beautiful Boeing pension. He's been there a long time. Then the VIP plan, that's their 401k. So we're just going through all of these columns and everything there. And and he's broken it down by standard of living and discretionary, like I want everybody to do. Mm -hmm. You know, what is it you have to have? And then what's the fun money? So we had it all broken down beautifully. And he was like, he said to me, Brandon, tell me why... I can't retire at 60. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a kind of a make me work kind yes, of mentality. Yes, Is that like what he was t- saying? Okay. Well, like, you know, tell me where I'm going wrong because the numbers are working here. And I was like, I said, I, I can't. You know, I, I, a lot of times I, I, I can be a good devil's advocate and, sure. and uh, you know, take both positions and argue and just to help us, you know, think through every aspect and potential uh-huh. return there. But for him, I was like, you know, I can't. And he's got a high schooler actually going to be going to college. And I was like, can you imagine you're retired financially? You can afford it. We're taking very low uh, rates of return. We're talking about here. Our assumptions are super, super low. He was only using a 3% return in the market. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it was, it was super conservative. And I was like, time out a minute. Can you imagine your daughter, she goes to college and, you know, and the son's going to be right behind him. I was like, you guys could go to the games. Every I mean, the freedom game, that you're going to have. Yes. To, yeah. I mean, the kids might want them not to come to all this. Like, dad, <laughs> no, mom. I, I loved my mom and dad coming to visit me. I went to Virginia Tech. So, yeah. Because <laughs> it's a because it's a good meal. A, you finally a, get a good steak meal. My yeah. parents, they did. They came rolling into town. <laughs> they had a box of Miller Lite and they had yes. a credit card in hand. And I was like, we're going out back, y'all. Yeah. Please continue. <laughs> oh, so, so the big thing is, you know, let's let's run the numbers. Let's think pessimistically. But, you know, if we do the right things and run the numbers and set up protected income Mm -hmm. and then get tactical and and then, you know, nice tax management with your CPA. We're working closely together. The great resignation could include you as a part of that story. Find out more at bowenfinancialgroup.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if J. Brandon Bowen is licensed in your state, please call 843-203-2030. J. Brandon Bowen is an investment advisor representative of Bowen Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. J. Brandon Bowen is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax. 
tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Bowen Wealth, LLC, insurance licensed in South Carolina. 